Good morning, everyone. This is Reverend Jennifer Ann. It is Wednesday, February 21st, 2018. I hope everyone is enjoying their morning so far. Good morning. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. You are the Messiah. Come in the flesh to destroy the works of the devil. You died on the cross for my sins and rose against the third day from the dead. I now confess all my sins and repent. I believe your forgiveness and ask you to cleanse me from all sin. Thank you for redeeming me, cleansing me, justifying me, and sanctifying me in your blood. In your name, amen. In today's verse, God declares he has a plan for you. He's constructed a well-thought-out strategy to give you a good life filled with hope. And there is an amazing promise. When you pray, he will listen. The God who created everything you can see and imagine promises to listen to you. For I know the plans I have for you says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. When you pray, I will listen. Share with each other some of the good things that God has done for you in the past. Then spend some time praying and thanking God for the good plans and future he has for you. Ask God to fill you both with hope and faith as you trust God together for your future. What happens to you when you accept salvation? A definite spiritual change, a transformation takes place. Sometimes this is called a change of heart. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10 says, for the sadness that is used by God brings a change of heart that leads to salvation. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 tells us, When anyone is joined to Christ, he is a new being. The old is gone, the new has come. This change can be seen in several ways. Sometimes a person's attitude towards life changes from sad to happy. Or perhaps he now loves someone he couldn't love before. There can also be physical transformations. Those who have been bound by habits such as alcoholism can be set free. The Lord is powerful to make any changes necessary in the person who now believes on him. To accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior also means to be born into the family of God. This is what Jesus meant when he said in John 3, verse 3, that we should be born again. John 1, 
verses 12 and 13 says, Some, however, did receive him and believed in him. So he gave them the right to become God's children. They did not become God's children by natural means, that is. By being born as the children of a human father, God himself was their father. The Bible also speaks of adoption, which brings out a similar relationship. By adoption, we have received into God's family. God makes us his children, giving us all the rights of inheritance that belongs to the Son of God. God's spirit joins himself to our spirits to declare that we are God's children. Since we are his children, we will possess the blessings he keeps for his people, and we will also possess the Christ, what God has kept from him. For if we share in Christ's suffering, we will also share his glory. Being in the family of God is special. This is why you will hear Christians call each other brother or sister. This is a way of saying we belong to the same family. Can we be sure of our salvation? One day, a woman asked for prayer. She told me that when she accepted Christ as her Savior, she had felt so wonderful, so full of joy. Now she didn't feel that way and wanted to know why she had lost her salvation. We know that we are not saved by feeling, but by taking God at his word. If we have met the conditions that the Bible gives us for salvation, we must believe we are saved no matter what we feel. The Holy Spirit can speak this assurance to our hearts also. We can find reassurance from our brothers and sisters in Christ like my friend did that day she came to me. We know that we have left death and come over into life. We know it because we love our brothers. Perhaps we have heard Christians use the words justification and sanctification. What do these mean? Justification is being free from sin, made righteous. It is a result of salvation. God forgives our sins takes away all guilt, and says that we are now righteous, just as if we had never done anything wrong. Romans 5, 1 tells us, now that we have been put right with God through faith, we have peace with God through Lord Jesus Christ, being put right with God is justification. Sanctification means being made holy, that is clean from sin and dedicated to God. May the God who gives us peace make you holy in every way and keep your whole being, spirit, soul, and body free from every fault at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God wants all Christians to be sanctified and made holy. God wants you to be holy and completely free from sexual immorality. Try to be at peace with everyone and try to live a holy life, because no one will see the Lord without it. There is another point that should be touched upon while taking 
and talking of the results of Jesus' death on the cross. This is divine healing. Divine healing was included in the benefits Jesus brought for us on Calvary. Many people thought or brought to Jesus had demons in them. Jesus drove out the evil spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. He did this to make come true what the prophet Isaiah had said. He himself took our sickness and carried away our diseases. We are healed by the punishments he suffered, made whole by the blows that received. Divine healing is the supernatural power of God bringing health to the human body. James 5 verses 14 and 15 tells us how we can calm this healing. Is there anyone who is sick? He should send for the church elders who will pray for him and rub olive oil on him in the name of the Lord. This prayer made in faith will heal the sick person. The Lord will restore him to health and the sins he had committed will be forgiven. For by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing. It is a gift from God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of the great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Titus 2, verses 11-14 to 14. Heads turned as the man's cries pierced the subdued atmosphere in the synagogue. One look and the worshippers knew that this tortured soul suffered from demon possession. Oh no! What do you want with us, Jesus from Nazareth? The demon screamed. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Many of the people had witnessed or heard of exorcisms involving incantations, strange rituals, or props. But Jesus spoke only a few simple words, keep quiet and come out of him. His word was enough to silence the demon. The evil spirit threw the man down on the floor in convulsions and left his body with a shriek. Only a few minutes earlier, Jesus had amazed the people in the synagogue with the way he taught with such authority. Now they were stunned by his power over demonic spirits. During this time on earth, Jesus spoke and taught about God with wisdom and authority. He demonstrated power over the weather, evil spirits, diseases and infirmities of all kinds or even death. Yet most people refused to do what every demon Jesus ever encountered did. 
acknowledge him as the Holy One, the Son of God. Although demonic spirits strive to carry out the wishes of Satan, they instantly obeyed any command spoken by Jesus. Today, many Christians call Jesus Lord, but refuse to submit to his authority in their daily life. Jesus taught the verbal expressions mean nothing if we don't also obey him. Why do you call me Lord, but don't do what I tell you, he asked. Being a follower of Christ means so much more than saying the right words or singing the right courses. It demands a life fully committed to obeying God's word and submitting to Jesus as our master. James made a convincing case that faith is more than mere intellect assent. You believe that there is one God, he wrote. That's fine. Demons also believe that, and they tremble with fear. His letter explains that true faith will also result in a life marked by godly living and good deeds. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he commissioned his followers to make disciples on the basis of the authority given him by God the Father. As we obey that command, our life becomes infused with his authority as we tell others about God teach from the scriptures, confront evil in the world, and bring healing to wounded people. If we are fully submitted to Jesus' lordship over us, then people will see his authority through us as well. Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Ask yourself, does my life reflect Jesus' authority over me and through me. Sometimes the most difficult people to forgive are ourselves. If only hounds us, robbing us of peace and piling on the guilt. We carry around a thousand and one hurts and bear so many grudges, filling us with bitterness. Oh, to be cleansed and freed, to forgive and be forgiven. Come now, let us argue this out, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stain of your sins, I can remove it. I can make you as clean as freshly fallen snow. Even if you are stained as red as crimson, I can make you as white as wool. Isaiah 1, 18. He has removed all our rebellious acts as far away from us as the east is from the west. Psalms 103:12. You must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Colossians 3.13 Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of malicious behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Ephesians 5, 
Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from every wrong. English poet Alexander Pope wrote, To err is human, to forgive divine. Ask God today to help you get free from your load of hurts and anger. Start by accepting God's forgiveness, and then try giving it away to someone today. I hope that everyone enjoyed today's readings. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their Wednesday. Have a wonderful day with love and light. This is Reverend Jennifer Ann. God bless.